Praise God. Thank you all for praying tonight. Tonight I'm going to uh, minister to you on praying in power for the land. And I want to, uh, we kind of touched on this during week of prayer, uh, but we'll touch on it a little further tonight, go a little deeper on it. But I want you to know that you are spiritual leaders in the land. Hallelujah. In the land of Alabama, in Tuscaloosa County, hallelujah, you are a spiritual leader. Hallelujah. We are not put on this earth to entertain ourselves and to be and to have recreation. We are put on this earth to be co-laborers with God. That's what we're called to do. Hallelujah. We have a job to do. Rest is for heaven. We're going to rest when we get to heaven. Hallelujah. How praise God. Now I'm not saying we don't need to get plenty of rest, but we're not here, you know, the world is in pursuit of entertainment. The Bible says in Timothy that she who, she who pursues entertainment is dead while she lives. Pleasure. The, she who pursues pleasure. And it uses the word she, I don't know why. Because I don't think women are any more guilty in pursuing pleasure. But if all you're doing is pursuing pleasure, it leads to death. It doesn't lead to life. Hallelujah. So, we are spiritual leaders and that's what we're called to be. Now, it is no accident. We need to talk about our land. You've been assigned to this land. I'm talking about you are assigned to the state of Alabama if you live here. You are assigned, hallelujah, to Tuscaloosa County. If you live here, you are assigned to it. Hallelujah. And there's no accident. Acts 17.26, if you turn with me there. Some people don't know this scripture. I've actually had people say to me before, God don't care where you live, but there's nothing further from the truth. Hallelujah. And if you get in the right place, you'll, you'll have heaven on earth. It is heaven on earth when you, do, when you are obeying God and where He assigns you to be. I, we went to Russia. I was miserable. I'm glad I went, and I was glad I went. But, I would, but boy, I didn't see anything pretty about it. I didn't see anything nice about it. I didn't enjoy one thing about it except just knowing I was doing what God wanted me to do, and I was seeing things I needed to see, and there was things being imparted to me. So I liked that part. And I enjoyed seeing the Christians over there. And I did see things. I saw a, a family that was originally from Louisiana. They had three children, and she was pregnant. And they lived in Ivanova, Russia. And I'm like, oh, my Lord, how are you standing this? And, you know, they were, it was heaven on earth. And, I, uh, and there were kids with us because a lot of young people went with us. And they absolutely loved Russia. They loved the food. And we were like... I'm going to starve death. I lost 16 pounds in two weeks. I mean, I couldn't eat it. I said, it is a weight loss program to go to Russia, you know. Uh, hallelujah. And uh, it's a quick weight loss program. And so just sign up and you'll just be, you know. And it, but it costs more than going to, it costs, it costs a lot to go. But anyway, uh, uh, but there were kids with us just eating that eel and, and like, oh, man, isn't this good? This tastes so good. And I'm like, uh, you're called here. I, I knew they were called. It, it just was so obvious that they were called to Russia. Acts 17:26, And hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell 
on all the face of the earth and hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. So it's no accident the time you were born in. Hallelujah. I'm glad I, I'm glad I was born in this time. And uh, you might as well be because it was planned by God for you to be here at this time and to be where you're at. Hallelujah. With the place you were born and, and so forth. Uh, so because this is so planned of God, we have to take ownership over what takes place in our area. And we're going to talk about prayer tonight in the light of the land and us taking ownership and taking responsibility. So turn to Habakkuk chapter 2. We'll look up some scriptures tonight also. Because I don't want you to just take my word for it. I want you to see it in the word. Habakkuk 2.8 Because thou hast spoiled many nations, all the remnant of the people shall spoil thee. Because of, it, of men's blood and for the violence of the land, of the city, and of all that dwell therein. So it's talking about Satan spoiled many nations, but it says the people uh, of that land shall spoil thee. Hallelujah. And then verse 12, Woe to him that buildeth a town with blood and establish a city by iniquity. Something When something goes wrong in our city, and we can take this from this scripture, when something goes wrong in our city, we need to see it as our responsibility. Not our responsibility to make it right, if nothing else. That we can take situations that are wrong in our city and with our prayers and with our words and with how we, what we speak and declare, we can make situations right that are wrong in our city. Even, you know, there's things that are wrong in Tuscaloosa County that went wrong before we got here and before a lot of you got here. Because a lot of here people in here tonight have been transplanted into Tuscaloosa County. And I'm looking around and I'm thinking everybody but Gene and Rita and Jimmy got transplanted here. Maybe. Annette. Annette's. In, uh, but, but everybody else is a transplant into Tuscaloosa County. But we can take our words and make things right. Hallelujah. Uh, Joshua 14, 9. The Lord, I wanted just to share this. We shared this in prayer, when we had our prayer, week of prayer. Hallelujah. I know you're going to get something out of this. It might take us a minute to get it introduced and started, but you're going to get something out of this tonight. Something you can use. Now, we're praying. Wednesday night is our night to build strong Christians, to build strong faith men and women. Hallelujah. So if we teach on things that are not so light, on Wednesday night, there's a reason because we want, we're here to build strength on Wednesday night. We're here to grow spiritually. Otherwise, why else have Wednesday night? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, there's kind of, really there's kind of four kinds of people. I've been talking about this and meditating on this. There's good people that are Christians. But they're really more just good people but they are Christian. And then there's good Christians. You know what I'm saying? Good Christians. And I guess there's just three. There's good Christians, and there's a lot of good Christians. I mean, they are good Christians. 
But then there's another level, and there's faith men. And that's beyond just being a good Christian. And that's where Pastor and I have set our sights on being beyond just being a good... We were good Christians, you know, 35 years ago. I mean, we were moral, and we loved God, and we, you know, went to church, and hallelujah, we, we gave what we could, and, you know, and that's a good Christian. And thank heavens for good Christians. But thank heavens even more for faith men. And, you know, I don't... God didn't intend for there to be one Smith Migglesworth, one John G. Lake, one Catherine Kuhlman. He didn't say, let there just be one Kenneth Hagin, one Kenneth Copeland. He didn't want that. He wants an army, an army of strong faith men and women. And so that's what we're after, folks. Okay, John 14, 9. Joshua 14, 9. I'm sorry. Did I send you all to John? And it says, And Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land wherein thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance and thy children's forever, because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. Now, we were transplanted, first of all, into Alabama. And then we came, uh, you know, Abraham, it says he, uh, he, he went not knowing where he was going. He obeyed God and went not, and that's how it was with us. We, I remember thinking on the way out here, Myron was driving the U-Haul and Pastor was driving a Suburban with pulling a car behind it and spent the night in Marshall, Texas that night. And I thought, this is the weirdest feeling to know that everything you own is out there sitting in a U-Haul truck, you know, <laughs> in the whole world, you know. And uh, so we, but I remember thinking about that scripture and thinking, you know, we don't even really know why we're coming here. We don't know why, you know, we just know we're obeying God. And the Bible says Abraham did that. And so then from, from uh, and we passed through Tuscaloosa. And uh, then we went to, stayed a year and a half in Birmingham, and or Trustful actually. And uh, so then God sent us back over here. And we'd been here a few years when God gave us this scripture. Actually on December 26, 2003, God gave us this scripture that he had given us this land, this county. I knew, we knew what he was talking about. He was talking about the county. So it was a promise to us. And so I believe it has a twofold meaning. I believe he's given it to us now. That means in a, a authority dimension. And I think he meant for a millennial promise too. I think he tells you things like that. I don't think he tells everybody all the time, but if you're listening, he'll tell you things to come and show you your future. And Brother Copeland, God told him that Eagle Mountain, that's where he's coming back to right in the millennium. And he, I believe he told us with that scripture, okay, this is, it said forever. And uh, uh, so uh, in the millennial reign, this is where we're coming back. Uh, so because we've been given this land, now if you've been moved here, you've been given the land too. And if you hadn't heard God tell you, I'm telling you right now, you've been given the land. Okay, so uh, we're to possess it with faith and we're possess it with our authority and with our words and with our feet. And it's not, you know, he said everywhere you trod. And that doesn't mean we have to put our feet on every square inch of Tuscaloosa County. But, um, hallelujah, but we're, this is, this is where we, this is where we tread, is <laughs> in this county. And I think it's not insignificant that we, you know, people ask us sometimes, well, uh, 
they, I don't even know how they'll say it, but they've, several people have asked us, well, uh, you know, about our church out here at Coker. And we go, well, our people don't come from Coker. We only have one family from Coker. Our people come from all over the county. And they go, really? Because they're used to the neighborhood church mentality that you go to the neighborhood church closest to you and what difference does it make what it is and, you know, and stuff like that. But it's like, no, we got people coming from Moundville. We, we've got, and, and you know, they're going, I'm believing God. To, I'm agreeing with the mayor of Moundville. He's petitioned to be included in Tuscaloosa County. I believe they're supposed to be. I think there's a spiritual reason to bring Moundville into Tuscaloosa County. Hallelujah. So believe with me. Agree with the mayor. He's a spiritual man. He's spirit-filled. The mayor of Moundville, that is. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's doing big things over there. I'm telling you. And you know, it's not about size, folks. The bigger, you know, I, I like, I want church growth as much as anybody. But the bigger you get, the less you get done. Spiritually. A lot of times. That's why God's making y'all so strong is because when the more we grow, you will have people that you will have to teach and help and hallelujah. So that's why he's making you so strong and there's preparation time. You know, you, you, uh, nobody thought it would take this long to prepare in Tuscaloosa County, but the bigger the building, the bigger the building's going to be, the deeper you have to dig the foundation. And you know, you can't, we did this in Seminole. We built a pretty good sized church for a while. It got kind of big for a while, not while y'all were there before that. And it, but there was no foundation. The pastors didn't really know how to pray. I mean, we kind of tried, but we didn't really know anything about prayer. We didn't know anything about much of anything. And I'm telling you, one puff of the devil and it nearly fall, it nearly tumbled down. But we just hung on by the skin of our teeth. One of our pastor friends said, Well, Michael, they can't take your anointing away from you. And so with that word, we hung on and made it in Seminole and stayed alive in Seminole. But um, hallelujah. So you don't have a very... But we've been... Have we not? Do y'all not see it? How deep we've been digging a foundation here. How deep we've gone in prayer. Deeper than you've ever been before. Deeper than I've ever been before. We have gone so deep in prayer. I don't know any other church having a week of prayer. I'm not trying to brag on us. I'm, I'm not at all. Because I, I'm really kind of humbled because it just about did me in. It just wore me flat out. I'm like, I needed to stretch. Hallelujah. Because I, I was a weak Christian in that area. Thank you, Lord. And so, we, boy, we've had to dig deep. We've had to dig deep on faith for finances. Oh, my. But, do you know, you say, well, if you have more people, you have more finances. But not necessarily so. Not necessarily so. And you just don't ever get out of the place where you don't have to use faith. So God's gone to great lengths to develop our faith. He's gone to great lengths to make us not depend on any man. I mean, we have never depended on any one person or any man to help, you know. I learned that in Seminole. I'm kind of getting off the subject, but I remember telling Michael, <laughs> oh, we just couldn't do it without Frida. Well, we did. 
<laughs> and I learned, hey, you can do it without anybody. I don't care. Hallelujah. You don't have, there's not, and a lot of people think, I'm going to leave this church, and bless God, it's going to fold up. You'll be, you'll be, you just watch. It's so funny how little you miss people. I don't mean that in an ugly way, but it's like the wake of a boat. I've told you this before. The wake just closes in behind you. It won't even, hallelujah. Even people that were very valuable in this church. We've lost some valuable people just because they moved away, like Kevin and uh, Nicole. and Man, they were valuable to the kingdom. Still are, but, you, you know, it doesn't matter a lot. Hallelujah. We just keep on keeping on, don't we? So we have all gotten very strong. So we possess the land with our authority, with our words, and with our feet. That's another area we've gotten really strong in is knowing who we are in Christ. Gotten pretty, we've gotten very strong in that in this church. So uh, <clears throat> possessing the land is not something you just do one day. Okay, I possess it. No, it's an evolving thing. And it requires growing and understanding. It requires growing in our ability to release and to maintain our authority. Let's go to Exodus 23.30. I know, so, you know, sometimes you, you preach different. And tonight, you know, I'm kind of just uh, trying to help us think right. Hallelujah. Exodus 23.30. It says, by little and little. I will drive them out from before thee until thou be increased and inherit the land. And that's how it is with us. Is uh, We couldn't come into Tuscaloosa County and take over the whole thing and, uh, you know, reverse a lot of things about, you know, something that needs to be reversed about Tuscaloosa County is that we don't love football and the University of Alabama more than we do uh, Jesus. And that's something that needs to be changed here. But we can't do it in one day, can we, Miss Jean? But little and by little. Little and by little. And that doesn't mean we have to totally eliminate Alabama football, but it needs to be changed. And, you know, we've had those prophecies we've been reading, and one of them talks about a division that's been right down the middle, and it needs to be done away with, and God's going to build a bridge. I don't know all that means. It, you know, some people might interpret that division as racism. I don't think that that's the big division now. But, you know, there is a huge division that is even to the point of hatred between Alabama and Auburn and and God can't get done in this state what he wants to get done with that kind of division and it's catching because it kind of I can feel it trying to get on me kind of like you know see an Auburn ve vehicle and say well we won't hold it against them but <laughs> hallelujah you know but kind of have that no so, uh, but that needs to, but not, it's not going to happen one day. But little and by little, we start and we, God causes us to increase. And we can, we can, uh, he says, little, where did I lose? I lost it. Anyway, Ezekiel 23:30. By little and little, I will drive them out from before thee until thou be increased and inherit the land. You know, um, that has to do with spirits too, demons. And principalities, powers, and rulers of wickedness in high places, God, uh, we have to increase to push those things out 
because otherwise we could just say in the name of Jesus, be gone. They would leave, but there's a vacuum there if we, we do not have the spiritual strength to fill it. And every vacuum will get filled. Okay, now moving on to about possessing the land. So uh, that uh, drive out there means to put away. And uh, he said there, until thou be increased. Increase means to grow and bear fruit. And, uh, and inherit the land. The land there is the earth or a part or a part of uh, the land. And so, hallelujah. For sure, you know, the bounds of our authority are in Tuscaloosa County and in uh, Alabama. Ezekiel 2230. But of course, we're going to have more authority in Tuscaloosa County than we do up, say, in uh, Mitchell County or Winston County or Walker County. Hallelujah. We're going to have the most authority in Alabama in Tuscaloosa County. And that's where God's called us to rule and to reign. Now we're going to get into some stuff that's going to help you. Ezekiel 22:30. Let's look at that. And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land. For the land that I should not destroy it, but I found none. Now see, uh, the curse is in the earth ever since the Garden of Eden. God's not up in heaven saying, I think I'll throw down a tornado today. He's not doing that. But the curse is in the earth. And what the devil, what happens is the powers and principalities and wicked spirits in heavenly places take the natural systems of weather that are caused by highs and lows and they try to create uh, destruction and devastation and calamity through natural weather systems that are coming through here to bless the land with rain. Hallelujah. If you rain, if you, and those natural systems of weather need to come. Those highs, those lows, those fronts, they need to come because we need rain and uh, that's what makes the land beautiful. And so, but the enemy tries to pervert that and he uses the, he uses, you know, uh, demon spirits to do that, but he also use and he, he uses the words of the people of Alabama that are calling it into being. And, uh, uh, and uh, there's been a system of fear set up in this state that's worse than any place I've ever seen. And, you know, I hadn't been in a lot of states, so I couldn't say, but the, of all I've seen, it's worse here about panicking and getting in fear over thunderstorms and over tornadoes. But we've been given authority. We don't have to fear. We don't even have to be wise. Be wise, oh, well, you need to be wise is a lot of times just a hidden symbol of I'm really scared, but I'm saying I'm not squared, I'm just being wise, but we don't have to be afraid at all. Hallelujah. We don't have to be afraid. I don't care if you do get caught in it. If you know who you are in Christ and you take your dominion and your authority, you'll not be hurt. You may be inconvenienced. You may have to stop on the side of the road. And, uh, but just don't let fear in of thunderstorms. Because I guarantee you it won't stop. Because I know because I did it. I let it in and it grew till it was so big that I was like a crazy maniac. That was in West Texas. No telling what I'd have been out here. We don't even have rain out there. And I was like a maniac. I was. I was just like nuts. 
afraid of thunderstorms. God delivered me, and I'm thankful. But you can let it creep back in. And so we don't need to do that. Uh, so... <clears throat> So this, um, where did I left you in Ezekiel. So he's looking for a man to stand in the gap for the land. So we have authority to change the land. We have authority and responsibility to protect the land of Alabama. Yeah. We have authority and responsibility, according to Genesis 2.15, which is Adam's assignment. And God told Adam in Genesis 2.15, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. And let me see, I'm not sure where it says it. But later he says it to, tells them, oh, over here, uh, in verse chapter 1, he says, And God blessed them in, God, in verse 28. And it says, And he said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon in the earth. And that is still our assignment. And Brother Copeland taught us that, that see, that the, the Garden of Eden did not cover the whole earth. In fact, we know that's true because God told us the dimensions of it. He said, you know, it's got this river on this side and this river on that side. And there was four rivers. And so that was the dimensions of the Garden of Eden. The whole earth wasn't a garden. But God, but uh, Adam's assignment was to, to expand the garden, to dress it, to keep it, and cause that garden to expand. But there was a renegade in the earth called the devil, and he took control of a, of a serpent's body, and he spoke through that serpent to Eve and got her to eat of the fruit that they were not allowed to eat of. And... Um, and, uh, and the curse came into the earth because Adam... Oh, took, obeyed his wife instead of God, basically. And so, uh, <clears throat> hallelujah. So the, uh, the, he got, they got put out of the garden and into a place where there were briars and thorns. And, uh, they had to fight to till the land and fight to just get it to grow food. And the, so this curse is in the earth. And, uh, and, uh, we are here to have dominion. God, God wants dominion back. That's why He sent, sent Jesus, first of all, to save man. But next of all, He doesn't want any of His planets ran by a demon or a devil. God owns the whole universe. And earth is like, without us here to rule and reign, earth is like a rogue planet. Like all the planets are obeying God, the sun, the moon, the stars, they're all in His control and obeying God, but the earth is rogue. It's controlled by a devil, and God sent man to come back and rule and reign on His behalf in the Adam, and, he, and Adam lost it, and God said, I'll send my own son into the vineyard. And so he sent his own son, and hallelujah, and gave us the dominion and the authority in the earth. Hallelujah. And you know, it's, it's funny, but we're just now really learning about it. 
I didn't know when I was a Christian in West Texas and was acting crazy over a thunderstorm. I didn't even have to be a big one. I'd go crazy over a cloud as small as the man's hand. And when they say there's a 20% chance in rain in West Texas, it means absolutely nothing. And in Tuscaloosa, if they say 20% chance, you've got a pretty good chance. You're going to see a sprinkle somewhere in, in the county. And I was still just like a raving maniac. You can ask my husband. <laughs> he kept me, though, anyway. So the garden was Adam's assignment to expand the garden. And we need to know the state of our land. Hallelujah. And we need to protect our land from the curse. Adam was to protect the garden, to keep it, to tend it, and to expand the goodness. And that's what we need to do is take God's authority and we expand the blessing throughout Alabama and then the southeast and then the United States and then the nations. Take the blessing of God and expand it. Not help the devil expand the curse. By saying, oh my Lord, a thunder, uh, you know it's a tornado is coming. You know, there was spiritual significance. We had a week of prayer. God told us seven days, Hebrews 11.30, that they would compass it about for seven days and the walls would fall. I knew something was happening in the Spirit. I mean, I know it. I know something significant happened. It proves it to me. The last we the, the devil has tried to keep us from praying ever since. The last two Monday nights, he's fought us on prayer. Hallelujah! We prayed anyway this Monday night, but we had to fight to pray. I mean, in distractions. I mean, the lights were blinking. the The uh, alarm system was beeping, and uh, it was just crazy. Hallelujah! And Coker. The siren was going off <clears throat> twice, and when it goes off, it don't ring, it don't ring three times. It rings and rings and rings and rings, and it's like it was just wild out here. And the wind was blowing, and the, it was raining. Hallelujah! But it stopped before prayer actually. But anyway, but it did. But we did lose electricity after prayer. So um, the devil didn't want us to pray. We hit a nerve. We struck a nerve with that seven days of prayer. Hallelujah. Let me just tell you while I'm here and it's on the subject is, you don't have to call us and ask us if we're having prayer. Now, we did cancel two weeks ago, and we both were sorry. because. But you know why we canceled? It wasn't fear. It was tired. We were just wore out, and we didn't have enough strength to fight it. <laughs> And I told Pastor, I said, you know, we messed up. We should have canceled Monday night prayer after seven nights. But we didn't. And so, but y'all don't have to call us. And besides, we might not even be in town. Somebody else might be leading that night. But we're having prayer. And if you, if you, if you have the unction to come, you come. If you don't have unction to come, we're going to pray anyway. If it's just one, it doesn't matter. We're going to pray and get the job done that night. And we're going to tend this garden called Tuscaloosa County. And we're going to keep it. And we're going to even do a better job than we've been doing. And we've been doing pretty good. We're going to, we've been doing pretty good weather-wise. But let's do even, because I know there were people on this weather in this room. They told me they were. Even on Sunday before I heard the weather, there were people here telling me, I've got it covered. I'm on it. Y'all are doing a good job. Now let's expand and let's take cover for some other things. 
okay? So um, we need to protect the land from the curse, and we need to protect the land from reaping what sinners sow. Now, sinners are sowing every day in Tuscaloosa County. And there is a law called sowing and reaping that does not fail. We're blessed to live in the county we do, which is, uh, uh, might not reap as much as some, but there's no, we're not without guilt in Tuscaloosa County. But I want to say one thing. You know, we've let alcohol slip into Tuscaloosa County. It's just about all the way in now, isn't it? There's might be, well, they can't sell it right on Sunday morning. They have to wait till noon. But let's don't let gambling ever come in. Would y'all right now with me, let's speak it and stop it and tell it you will never come to Tuscaloosa County. I'm telling you, it's a curse. It's sin. It brings crime. It brings the mafia into your town. It brings, it, it destroys families. And it doesn't, it doesn't do anything good for anybody except uh, the people that own the casino and they don't do anything good with it. Hallelujah. So let's stop it now. We may have messed up and let it get in. Let's don't let the lottery get in Alabama. Now the Baptists defeated it once, but I know the Lord quickened me. He said, you know, they saw they got this liquor passed. They'll try again on the lottery. Let's don't let it in. Amen. Hallelujah. We need to build a hedge or a fence of righteousness around Alabama and around Tuscaloosa County. We speak the word and we give God a right or a reason to bless by speaking the word. I want to talk to you tonight about being a watchman for these last few minutes. The church is, you know, in the Bible is called the ecclesia. And the ecclesia is the ruling body on earth. Matthew 16. Turn with me there. And I want you to rule and reign in your family. You know, start with that little plot of land that you own, even if you've got a mortgage on it, and draw a bloodline around your property. Amen? Don't let them even TP your yard. Or what is that new thing they're doing now? Not TPing, but forking you. Filling your whole front yard with plastic forks. Don't let them even fork you. I don't know what that means, but that's something kids are doing places. <laughs> you know, we were, the olden days they TP'd, now they fork you. <laughs> Hallelujah. No, don't rule and reign on your property. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew 16. 18. And I say also unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. Say, my church. My church. God's, church. God's church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it or rule over the church. Hell cannot rule over the church if the church knows who they are. Amen. 
And I will give unto thee, the church, the ecclesia, you are it, the church. I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Keys symbolize authority. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. We're the ruling body on earth. And everything that's in our United States of America today is there because we didn't rule and reign. And we allowed it. The church. God told uh, Brother Hagin back in the 60s, in the early 70s, said, I'm holding the church responsible for Vietnam. We're the church. We're the ruling and reigning body on earth. And we have been given the keys of the kingdom. And whatever, the Amplified says, whatever you allow on earth will be allowed in heaven. And whatever you disallow on earth will be disallowed in heaven. God will back us up. So when you say in Psalm 91, no plague will come nigh my dwelling God backs you up in heaven. Unless you turn the TV on and say, somebody say, oh, there's a tornado headed straight for Tuscaloosa County. And you go, there's a tornado headed straight for Tuscaloosa County. You just agreed with it. And you called your neighbor and said, they said there's a Tuscaloosa, there's a tornado headed straight for Tuscaloosa County. Instead of saying, no, it's not. No, it's not. It lifts up right now. It disappears. It dissipates. Hallelujah. I have been given authority in Tuscaloosa County. And this weatherman has no authority. He might not even be saved. He might be, but not know his authority. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Not coming on my property. Uh-uh. Hallelujah. And this has been proved over and over. This is not new stuff. You know, hurricanes that go right up to people's property and tear every house around you down, and, and that and yours is left standing. Hallelujah. I mean, this is not new stuff. Amen. Authority. A watchman is important. But I want to tell you something about a watchman. A watchman is ready to respond. And most Christians just aren't ready. And watchmen are alert. They're not asleep at the wheel. And you know, we have a vantage point. You're a watchman. You have a vantage point. You're seated with Christ in heavenly places. We're looking down on the situation. And we have divine weapons. The Bible says our weapons are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Hallelujah. They're greater than any natural weapon. Amen. So it don't matter if somebody confronts you with a gun. You've got weapons that are greater. You've got the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, and it'll bring them to their knees. I've read testimonies of them just starting to cry or get all agitated and mixed up. And, you know, people, women that they were holding at gunpoint and they used the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Or talked about the blood. 
Because they're controlled by demons and demons can't stand up. Hallelujah. Those people are not doing that on their own volition. They're controlled by a demon spirit that's come to kill, steal, and destroy. We watch with different eyes than the world watches. You know, they're looking out there with Doppler radar. But we've got eyes that see better than Doppler radar. Hallelujah. We pray with power. And you know, we pray with authority. But did you know Christians, I'm going to give you a little tidbit here. Christians who know who they are and speak with authority and power make weak people mad. I have been, I have made some people mad lately. Agitated. Not happy. Because we know who we are in Christ. And we say, we speak with authority. We are the watching and the praying church. And we have the voice to release God's will on the earth. Watchmen pray and intercede. Intercession is not just praying, though. Intercession is a position that we stand in. And we just uh, read that in Ezekiel 22.30 that he sought... No, excuse me. Yeah, Ezekiel 22.30, that he sought for an intercessor to stand in the gap. It's a position we take. Hallelujah. And our eyes and our ears are open to disaster. And we listen to God. Don't ever be led by the news and you're praying. Because the devil will read, lead you around. Even, boy, I tell you, they're sending us stuff on the internet right and left. Don't pay no attention to it. And I mean, as far as letting it, oh, we need to pray for Israel. We need to pray for this. Because I'm not going to be led by what the devil's doing in the earth. You listen to God. Now, you can submit it to God. You can say, now, Lord, you know, this is what they say. Do I need to pray about this? And if you have unction to pray, pray. But if you don't, you know, just let it go. Hallelujah. And don't be led by the weatherman. To what you're supposed to know when you're supposed to pray by the Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So our eyes and our ears. Let's go to Ezekiel twenty-two thirty. Did I already read that? Yeah. Okay. Our eyes and ears are open to avert disaster. John three sixteen. John three sixteen. You don't have to turn there because you know it. You got it memorized. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have, a, but, uh, have everlasting life. Did I get it all in? Anyway, John 3.16 is God's heart. That's His heart. His heart is not to come in and steal, kill, and destroy, to punish people for what they've done. But His heart is, He loves the world. He loves Tuscaloosa County. He loves the world. He loves the people of the world. And his heart is to bless as far as he, they'll let him. Amen. And so uh, Habakkuk 3.2. So that's his heart and that's our heart. And so Habakkuk 3.2 is our prayer. Habakkuk 3.2. Y'all know where Habakkuk is? It's towards the end of the Old Testament. 
It says, O Lord, I have heard thy speech and was afraid. O Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make known. In wrath, remember mercy. In wrath, remember mercy. That's our prayer. Oh God, this county has sowed bad things. Lord, remember mercy. Lord, forgive our county. Forgive, Lord, forgive Alabama for loving football more than they love God. Lord, forgive them. Forgive us. We take responsibility also. Lord, forgive us for any racism that's still going on in our, our, our state. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive Alabama for that. Lord, show mercy. And whatever else the Lord shows you, those two are pretty obvious. But whatever else the Lord shows you, hallelujah. Lord, forgive Alabama for not allowing the Ten Commandments in the Capitol. We ask you to forgive us, Lord. And Lord, show mercy to Alabama. Lord, forgive us for electing ungodly men into office in, in the state of Alabama. Even, Lord, before the years that we were here and born, even the ungodly men that were elected into office. Lord, forgive the state of Alabama for any corruption in the government. We ask you to forgive and we ask you to show mercy. Lord, remember you love the world. Remember how much you love the world. Lord, forgive the United States of America. Let's see, what could, where should we start? <laughs> Forgive us, Lord. Forgive the Christians, Lord, the church, the ecclesia, for what we've allowed. Lord, forgive us for taking, allowing prayer to be taken out of the schools. Lord, forgive us for those things. We ask you, Lord. Remember, Lord, how much you love America. Remember, Lord, the good things we sowed, not the bad things. Lord, remember when we helped Israel. Not the times we didn't. <laughs> Hallelujah. Lord, remember how much you love us. <laughs> how much you love the world. Thank you, Lord. We can stand in the gap. We can fill in the weak places. We can place ourselves between people and the one who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. If your kids aren't doing right, get in the gap. Don't talk about, oh, you know, they're just off and they're doing this and oh, they're just doing that and they're doing this. and Just ignore it and stand in the gap. Get in the gap. David Horton, one of the greatest evangelists. He was recently in Montgomery, Wanda told me. He great world evangelist. And he was, doing, he was going to Ramah and just, just not living right. Not living right at all. And playing the drums and Raymond singers and band. And everybody knew it. And they'd go to Brother Hagin and they'd say, Brother Hagin, David's doing this. And he'll, he, you know what he'd say? It'll be all right. It'll be all right. He wouldn't do nothing about it. It'll be all right. And there's sometimes there is a time to do something about something. But sometimes we just stand in the gap. And you know, God obviously had told him, He'll turn around. He'll turn around. And sometimes we do more. We do. Sometimes we got we got to obey God in it because sometimes God will say, 
throw them out of the church. Throw them out. I throw them out of Rama. I know somebody got kicked out of Rama, so you know, some they they do it both ways. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So God's heart. Psalm 121. Let's go there. We're about to wind down here. We can watch and pray. And you know, we're led by the Spirit. If you can't get the Spirit, the Bible says uh, that we take hold together with God, you know. If you try to take hold of something in prayer and you can't get the Holy Ghost to cook up with you, that pretty much means you're not supposed to pray for it. Because you know, you know when you're trying to pray, but it's just not flowing, it's not working, something's not flowing here, Lord. That, ain't you. that means this isn't your job. Quit praying for it. Sometimes we're trying to make things happen that aren't going to happen. Psalm 121. Sometimes we try to make things happen that aren't, isn't God's will to happen. You know, we tried our best to make the first George Bush the 41st, the, uh, the first one, we tried our best to get him to be president. But we were all trying to make something happen that wasn't going to happen. Because he didn't, because of the way he did Israel. And we got Bill Clinton, I thought the world had come to an end. I'll tell you, I did. It's like, my Lord, Lord. Oh, my word. I did. I mean, I was, we were sad. We watched that election come in with Joe, Mo um, not Joe Morris, uh, Patrick Norris in our living room in Seminole. And oh, my word. And we thought the world had come to an end. But you know what? And we found this out since. Now, I don't know about Hillary. I still think she's not the Antichrist, but the beast. And I didn't say that. Lord, we're going to delete that out of this. <laughs> but Bill Clinton is saved. I know he don't act like it, but he is. And his Baptist preacher in Arkansas told him, always be good to Israel. And he was. He was good to Israel. And that's why he got to go two terms. Because he didn't deserve it in any other realm. But he got to go two terms. Hallelujah. God just kept remembering how much he loved Israel. And he said, I love Israel more than I hate adultery and even murder and everything we've heard that goes on. He, you know, and sometimes the, the church gets so focused on the little picture that they can't, we can't see the big picture. Hallelujah. But he treated Israel good. And America prospered. Huh. That might tell us something. Okay. <clears throat> Where am I at? Psalm 121. <clears throat> I, uh, uh, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Now this is the position of God, but this is also the position of the watchman. The watchman is not so loving sleep that they can't get up and be a watchman. God will get you up at inconvenient times to watch. He that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. That's what we are as watchmen. We are providing shade or protection. 
That's what that symbol is. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Hallelujah. So we're to rule and reign. And so one thing for sure, you get your neighborhood, I'll get mine. And people try to speak things into your neighborhood. Like yesterday, we were at, I was at Mother's house, and this little man that was working for him, he's a real nice man, but he said, now we need to cut these bushes because people like to get in those bushes. <laughs> and I thought to myself, no, they won't. I don't care if they come up and crawl over the house, they get so tall. Bush, men, nobody's going to get in our bushes. You stay out of our bushes, Devil. <laughs> you know, people try to speak stuff on you, not even knowing. And, and if you don't watch it, you'll let it slip in. Hallelujah. Listen, we don't take uh, the, uh, well, I won't go there. I got to close. I got lots of more pages. So watchmen, I'm not going to go into that, but we might talk about it another time. Another thing watchmen do besides watch and pray is they prophesy. You know, you say, well, I'm not a prophet. All prophesy means is decree and declare. And God may not have called you to be a prophet to the nations. He might not even have called you to be a prophet to the church. But he called you to be a prophet over your own life and over your own land and your own property and, your, and the state of Alabama and Tuscaloosa County. And that's why we prophesy to it. And we say, nuh-uh, you're not going to do that. Hallelujah. And you know, everybody gets blessed when you get blessed. You know, when you, when, you, when, you, when you get up and say in the morning, you know, in my pathway is life and there is no death and destruction, everybody that drove beside you can't even get hurt. Isn't that the truth? Hallelujah. We're going to stand up tonight. What do we need to declare, decree and declare tonight? Pastor, come up and decree and declare for us. He's good at that. Speak it. You started this thing. You finished it. Hallelujah. Well, I will tell you, y'all stand up. I will tell you that this, this work is not just a building with some folks in it. We are the preserver and the keeper. We, we, the seed is here. And you know when a mighty oak tree is small, you can kick it around, you can mow it down, you can hoe it up. So it's real important if you don't like something in your yard, get it when it's little. Or you got to come at it a different way with, with an axe or whatever down the road. And you know the devil knows that about what's going on right here. We're not just another church. We're the keeper of the word for the... And I'm saying, not saying we're the only ones. Don't get me wrong, we're not exclusive. But we're just saying this is our part. Anybody else has a part, do your part. But, you know, financially, we have, it's not just meeting the bills of this church. It's keeping this word, keeping this vision, keeping this seed vital and strong to proclaim and declare. You know, you have to protect, you have to protect your babies when they're little because you've got men and women in those children. Matthew and Andrew, they're not just little kids. They're whole, you know, there's a nation in, in one of them, perhaps. And so it's like, well, this isn't just a kid, although they're precious to us. There's a whole nation in one of them that, you know, to rule and reign. And like, we have to guard them. And that's what Word of Life Church is. It's not just a church for, for us. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.
So say this after me. Father, I thank you that Jesus has made unto me wisdom. I'm wise from above. I have your wisdom and your ways and discretion watches over me. We declare the heart of God into our state, into our city, into this church, into our family. And we have the blessing of the Lord on our life. Father, we thank you. Our steps are ordered. Our plans are made. And our ways are sanctioned. We thank you, Lord, our words turn the nation and change the plans of men. I thank you, Lord, that money comes to me all the time and from everywhere. You supply others by supplying me. I am supplied. I thank you, Lord. I have unction, God's unction, unction from the Holy Ghost, unction now, unction to speak, unction to do, unction to prophesy, unction to bless. I take it, and I work the works of God. Thank you, Lord. My hands, hold up your hands. These hands are wealthy hands. Wealth is in these hands. Anointing is in these hands. I release the way of God through these hands. Lord, thank you. My feet are blessed. I walk. I declare. And I possess the land with my feet. Thank you, Lord. No weapon on my watch is formed against me that can prosper. I dismantle. I disassemble every lie and every tongue of judgment against me and the plan of God. Thank you, Lord, for this church, for the body of Christ here. We bless it. We bless what God's blessed, and we're blessed. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Now let's just shout. Let's just shout, Lord. Hallelujah. And I will... Bring no, no, no. I'm I'm telling you what God's saying. And I will put blessings. If you will make a vessel for me to pour out, I will put my blessings in those vessels. Make a habitation for me with praise. Bring forth a prayers of faith. Set your agenda with my agenda, and the blessing of heaven will come on you in the earth, and you will glow with my glory, and you will prosper with my glory, and you will release my life with my glory. And saith God, it shall be as men of old have said, it shall be as men of now will say, I will do it now, I will have my way, saith God, if you will say with me, if you will submit with me, if you will do with me, saith God, it is a glorious day, and you will see it, saith God. Amen. 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 Turn someone, tell them that's for you. Amen. Well, you may be seated. We're going to receive. We're going to receive our.